Welcome to Lessons to Remember, and this episode is all about grit, that insatiable drive created by a core belief that failure is not a permanent condition. The squirrels in my yard kickstarted this lesson for me. They've been driving me nuts right now, pun 100% fully intended. Uh, but they also remind me about grit, that stick to that limits the power failure has on us and on our perspective. I learned a little bit of this lesson from Sarah Silverman's comedic mind, a little from the fascinating research by Angela Lee Duckworth, and my brain is mashing it all together into a lesson I don't want to forget. As I'm recording this, we are in the middle of October. The weather is getting crispy, the leaves are changing, and the squirrels, oh man, the squirrels are busier than ever. And some of them are aggressive. They are hunting down all the nuts and seeds they can find, you know, storing them every place they can in our yard, and they mean business while they do it. If you get too close, they bark at you like crazy and have even chased off our cat because she was simply just in the vicinity. All of that aggression and focus channeled into their scavenging is admirable on its own, uh, but there's also something fascinating about the whole process, and Sarah Silverman has a really funny bit that points it out. Take a listen. I learned a fun fact about squirrels that I'm so excited to tell you. I can't, I'm... Okay, this is what it is. It's this. Squirrels cannot find 80% of the nuts they hide. Are you kidding me? Is that the greatest thing you've ever heard in your life? First of all, animals aren't supposed to make mistakes. But secondly, I made this realization that is gonna blow, hold your skulls in because your brains are gonna explode. That's how trees are planted. Are you kidding? Wild, right? 80%, 80% of the nuts these squirrels are gathering and so passionately burying will just be forgotten about. I mean, in, in terms of success rates, that's a, it's a bit rough, right? And as Sarah points out, a great byproduct is that squirrels are responsible for planting more trees than any other animal. I love that, but let's put a pin in that for a second because we see that as a big win, but the squirrel isn't thinking about that. They are just focused on survival, and their successful survival depends on their internal drive that is pushing them to so aggressively gather and bury nuts and seeds all over my yard and in my flower beds right now. The drive that they have is part of the lesson. And Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm assuming they are oblivious to the fact that they lose 80% of what they bury. So the core of the lesson at the simplest level is that failure does not ultimately define their ability to survive. It doesn't have that power. 
They can do all that work to gather nuts, but lose the majority of them and still survive. That's where I see a direct correlation with Angela Lee Duckworth's work on grit. In her research, Angela describes grit as passion and perseverance for long-term goals. Grit is having stamina. It's sticking with your future, not just for the week, for the month, but for the years, and living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Her research studied West Point Academy students to understand which ones would stay and which ones would drop out. She studied spelling bee contestants to understand what was common between the winners. She studied teachers working in under-resourced schools, trying to predict which ones would still be teaching by the end of the year and ultimately which ones would be the most effective. She also studied sales teams to understand why some were so much better at their jobs than others. And Angela points out that in every one of those areas, talent was not the secret to success. Grit was. And in fact, grit appeared to be inversely related to measures of talent in her research. Success became a reality because there was a core belief that failure is not a permanent condition. Failure is even understood to be part of the process that ultimately helps us succeed. Now, back to the squirrels. As annoying as they are, they have a grit about them that I truly admire. I think it's because I'm someone who always wants to achieve. I'm really competitive. I rarely pull my punches, even, even when I'm playing Monopoly with my seven-year-old. And there's this internal drive to not just achieve, but to be known as someone who does. So when I fail... In my best state of mind, it makes me step back and take a breath. And in my worst state, it knocks me down and out for a bit. And when I can gather myself enough to zoom out of my own head, I know that failure is inevitable. It can't be avoided no matter how hard I try. And in fact, I am more likely to fail than to actually succeed. So why do I get so lost when it happens? It's because I've given in, even just for a moment, to the idea that failure is now part of my permanent condition. And that's just not true. When we experience failure, that experience can be a defining moment, but failure itself does not define you. It's the experience filled with all that you learned from putting your entire passion into something, following your intuitions to test them at their limits and to accept the risk that you just might be wrong. You just might fail, but that failure doesn't create a permanent condition for you. It's not that powerful. It doesn't define you or take away from your ability to still create success. Getting back up does. But if you're like me, you forget all of that sometimes, and you need the reminders that the experience of failure can be a defining moment, but you can't give failure itself the power to define you. So here are two things that we can try to remind each other of. Number one, shift your expectations around failure. Recognize that it's part of the process and a step in the journey towards success. Making that mental shift will still take some ego work. Recognizing that failure is okay, even expected, but it doesn't define you or your ability to ultimately succeed. Number two, don't let the inevitability of failure 
create hesitations that make you pull your punches. Be brave enough to live and lead with your full passion, even in the face of knowing that failure will happen. I don't know if squirrels are aware of how many nuts they lose, but I do know, based off of how aggressive they are towards me, that they treat every single one like it's just as important as the last. And every year when they try to find those nuts they've buried, they are more wrong than right. And something about them is willing to fail, willing to be wrong, and willing to start over and over again. Our cognitive advantages as humans might mean that we can learn a bit more from squirrels about failures. We can take those lessons and grow from them, but it doesn't eliminate the need we have to commit to the inevitability of failure, to being wrong, and then to get back up and start over. Don't be afraid to fail. Lean into your grit, that internal stick to that reminds you of the future you want to create, and that even if you don't know the exact steps to get there, you're brave enough to figure it out and fail along the way as you do. And to bring it all the way back to Sarah Silverman's point about squirrels, incidentally, being the animal that plants the most trees, maybe another lesson in here is even those failures that we do face, if we can zoom out far enough, maybe they are seeds planted for another purpose that we just can't see yet. All of this wraps up into a lesson I need to remind myself of often, and it's one I hope I never forget. 